Welcome to God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained, where you get insight surrounding God, the Bible, and spiritual things that you may or may not have heard before. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, God's Child. Today we're looking at the question, can we always have peace, even in a storm? In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6-7, through 7, it says, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Here, it basically answers that question. Yes, we can always have peace, even in a storm. For it says, don't be anxious about anything. It doesn't matter if it's a storm, if it's an illness, if it's economic issues, if it's threat of war, um, a threat to your life, anything, anything. It says don't be worried, don't be anxious about anything. And in prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, being thankful for the things that are, recognizing the things that are are good around us make your request be made known to god if you feel like you're losing your peace or you don't know where to turn things look unstable around you you can't find your footing go to god about it go to him about it because it's his peace that surpasses all of these things, everything that we can see and understand around us. His peace is above all that. And it says his peace will guard our hearts and our minds. And the key is in Christ Jesus. So when we are in Christ Jesus, we can have this peace of God that surpasses anything that's around us that basically trumps all the things that we see going on around us in appearance, and it protects our hearts and our minds from those things. But the key is being in Christ Jesus, for in Christ Jesus, we don't have to worry about a thing. And if worry seems to creep up or something threatens our footing, our, our peace, then we can go to God in prayer and ask with thanksgiving for the things that are. Because guess what? When we take our eyes off of the good, the things that are, that we have in God, the things that God has done for us, and we only look at the appearance of the bad things that are going on, then that's when we lose our peace because we're looking at everything that is going on wrong and we're not able to see the good that is around us. Hey, if you're even able to see your life, that's something to be thankful for. So in order to have that peace of God, we got to be in Jesus, baby. We got to be in Jesus. And then that peace of God will surpass anything that could be going on around you, including a storm, for you to have that peace within, no matter what is going on. So yes, being in Christ Jesus is a key. He came here to be an example for us as he lived out life here in human flesh, the same flesh that we have to live in. He came to show us the way, to show us that even though we're in this human flesh and we're living in this world and there are things that are going on around us, tough things, hard things, all kinds of stuff is happening. There's a murder. There are things that are happening to us, things that are happening to other people around us. But despite these things, we can have victory and we can be in peace. And he was in peace. And a perfect example of this is in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. 
when they were actually in a storm and Jesus was on a boat with the disciples. And guess what he was doing? Jesus was asleep. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Starting with verse 35, it says, on that day when evening came, he said to them, let's go over to the other side. After dismissing the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with them. And a fierce gale of wind developed, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling with water. And yet, Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. They woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up. And rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid and said one to another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Why would they question why the sea and the wind obeyed Jesus unless they didn't really know or believe him? And if they didn't really know or believe him, why would they take what he said as truth? When Jesus himself said they were going over to the other side, if Jesus himself, who is truth, as he said in John chapter 14, verse 6, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus himself is truth, okay? He is truth. He cannot lie. And he told them before they got in the boat, he said, let's go over to the other side. If Jesus himself is truth and he said, let's go over to the other side, do you think that they were not going to make it, if they weren't going to make it to the other side, that would make what he said a lie. And he cannot lie because he is the truth. Truth cannot be a lie. And a lie cannot be the truth. And if he told them, let's go over to the other side, guess what? They were going over to the other side. Hence why he was in the boat sleep. And it said on a cushion, <laughs> he was comfortably sleeping, which, you know, the world tries to say R.I.P. or rest in peace when you die. You don't have to wait until you die to be in peace, to rest in peace. You could be alive as Jesus showed us resting in peace as he was in the bottom of that boat on a cushion sleep, even though a storm was raging around him. It said that it was so, so stormy that even the water filled the boat, which meant the boat was pretty much like possibly sinking, okay? But Jesus was asleep. It didn't make Jesus none. Jesus didn't get up and like, oh no, what are we gonna do? Jesus was down asleep after talking to all them people and helping all them people. Jesus was like, let me get me a few in. But he couldn't. Why? Because the disciples and those that were with them were afraid and they woke him up. They woke him up from his sleep. I bet Jesus was like, man, I can't even get 15 minutes in. But you know what? They woke him up, and what did Jesus do? It said he got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. Pretty much he said, shut up and sit your tail down somewhere, <laughs> okay? And what happened? It said the wind died down, and it became perfectly, perfectly, not antsy but perfectly calm, as if it never was. But remember, before they woke Jesus up, it said that there was a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking all over the boat so much that it was filled with water. I mean, the wind and the sea was acting up. But when Jesus got up and rebuked them, they was quiet and calm. So, why couldn't the disciples do this? After all, they were with Jesus all the time with him when he was speaking to the people, all the great miracles that he had done. They had just finished 
seeing a great miracle being done among the thousands of people, which in part is why Jesus was like, you know what, well, let's go to the other side. And he just wanted to give him a few minutes to sleep in. After seeing all this, they were afraid of the wind and the sea. That's why Jesus said, why are you afraid? You still don't have faith? And not only that, but after them seeing what he did, they were even more afraid because they said, who is this that the sea and the wind obey him? Again, why would they question the sea and the wind obeying Jesus unless they didn't really know or believe him? So it all comes down to truth. And remember, the key is Jesus. We can have peace in Jesus. He showed that to us. But when we take our eyes off of Jesus and we begin to look at the things around us becoming anxious, those things will make us anxious. When we see all the bad things around us, are we the things we perceive as bad? The things we perceive as bad, the things we perceive as threatening to us. Because remember, Jesus was in the boat asleep. And while he was asleep, the wind was throwing a fit. The sea was throwing a fit. And it was looking threatening to their lives. As the sea was coming into the boat and the wind was shifting them around, it was looking threatening. It was looking threatening. It was sounding threatening. But did it wake Jesus up? No. (laughs) Jesus knew they were going to the other side because Jesus is truth. And he said, let's go to the other side. And if they didn't go to the other side, again, he would be a lie. He cannot lie. He is truth. Okay, so they were going to the other side. So although the wind and the sea were acting up, looking threatening and sounding threatening, truth always trumps facts. They were looking threatening and sounding threatening because they were throwing a fit. And that was the appearance. And that was what was to be perceived, perceived. Okay, it was happening. But the truth is that they were going to the other side because Jesus said it, and Jesus is true. So, again, when it says in Philippians ver- verses six through seven in chapter four, don't be anxious about anything because the peace of God surpasses all comprehension, all understanding to guard your hearts and your mind. Jesus was showing that his heart, his mind was guarded. That's why he was able to sleep through the storm. That's why he was in peace. My child resting in peace and he wasn't dead in order to experience it so for us we don't have to be dead in order to rest in peace as the world says we could be alive resting in peace even when a storm is around us we can have peace all the time whether storm or not and jesus showed this to us and not only that but even though he was in peace but the others were not. He got up and in his authority, he told the sea and the wind, Shh, stop it, cut it out. Because he was true and they had to obey. So again, the key is Jesus. We've got to be in Jesus to have our hearts and our minds guarded by the peace of God from the perception of these things that are going on around us because it doesn't mean that they're not happening, that they're not fact, that there's not COVID-19, there's not illness, there's not death, there's not economic issues, there's not shortages, there's not wars. There's not those who come against us. It doesn't mean that they aren't, that, woo, 
is not there, it means that in perception, we know the truth. These things are perceived as threatening to us, to our lives, to our peace, to our well-being. But if we know the truth, uh-huh, and the truth, it says, shall set us free. Uh-huh. So we don't have to be worried about these things that are around us. But the perception can have us worried. It depends on how we perceive it. But we are in Christ Jesus. We who are in Christ Jesus, when we are in Christ Jesus, we can be in peace knowing the truth. And Jesus is truth. And when he was in the boat asleep during the storm. He was resting in peace, in truth, knowing they were going to the other side because he said it and he was true. And when we are in Christ Jesus, when we have that key, we have the truth. So again, it doesn't matter what is going on around us. We can be in peace, resting in peace, no matter. What is going on? Just keep your mind focused on Jesus and those things that do threaten you, that get you a little bit off. Remember in Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven, it says, pray, ask God. Ask God, make your request made known to him, plead with him, pray. Lord, help me in this time. I need you. Because sometimes we can get off. We can get bothered when we look at the things that are going on around us and how we perceive them because we're not perceiving them through the key, which is Jesus. But we are perceiving them through our natural eyes, through our natural ears, through our natural senses, and it's making us worry, which we're not supposed to. We got to perceive through Jesus who is our key to peace in God. So in order to always have peace, even in a storm, we got to keep our focus on and be in Christ Jesus. Now, if we believe that Jesus is the truth, as he said, he is the way, the truth, and the life, then we believe what he said, right? And he said in John chapter 14, verse 12, truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he'll do also. And greater works than these he'll do because I'm going to the Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name, this I'll do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. So he's telling us that if we are lacking that peace, just like the disciples and the others were who were in the boat, we can ask for it and he'll do it. But it is available to us when we have that key. When we are in Christ Jesus, we too can be in peace. Now, whereas the world says, R.I.P. or rest in peace when you're dead, Jesus showed us we don't have to rest in peace when we're dead. He was alive and resting in peace on the boat in the storm. Okay, so he was showing us that we could have peace in that storm. But if we become like the disciples and the others who were moved by the raging wind and the sea overtaking the boat with the waters, then we can ask him. He said, ask me anything in my name and I'll do it. So if we need him to help us with our peace, to calm us down in situations, he can. But we got to ask, as it says, going back in Philippians chapter four, ask, make your request made known to God and the God of all peace. Oh, the peace of God, the God of all peace, 
the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in the key, Christ Jesus. But we got to keep our focus on Jesus. We got to be in Jesus, the same Jesus who came here and showed us that we could live and we could have peace no matter what is going on around us. Things are happening around us. It's not to say that they're not, but those things don't have to move us. We can have peace in every situation. And again, if we believe that Jesus is the truth as he said he did, he also said, if you believe in me, the works I do, you'll do also. And greater works than these you'll do. Now, we're not even going to get to the part of the greater works because we haven't even gotten to the part of actually doing the things that he did. As the disciples and the others who were with him were in that state where they weren't even to the point where they could believe that he could do what he did. They're like, how is it that the sea and the wind obeyed him? They were puzzled. They were even afraid. So if they couldn't believe how he could do it, that's why they weren't able to believe that they could. That's why they didn't speak to it. But Jesus said, you have little faith. Why are you afraid? The same thing that he did when he rested in peace in the storm, the storm was happening, but he still rested in peace. Why? Because he was truth. And he said, let's go to the other side. And truth always trumps facts. So the storm was happening, but the truth was they were going to the other side. Though the wind was rocking, the wind was raging, the water was coming into the boat. The truth was no matter, no matter how fierce things looked or sounded, they were going to the other side. Why? Because truth said they were going to the other side. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. And he cannot lie because he is truth. He can't void himself. He is truth. And if he said they were going to the other side, they were going to the other side. Even if the boat filled up with water, they were going to the other side. Even if the wind picked up the boat and spun it around, they were going to the other side because he was truth. And he said to us, he said, the works that I do if you believe in me, you'll do them also and greater works. But like I said, we can't get to the greater works until we get to the things that he did, believing we could do the same thing. So as Jesus, again, as he rested in peace in the boat during the storm, he wasn't moved. He didn't get up. He was he was trying to get his 15 minutes in. OK, before he got to the other side and got to work again, he was like, just let me get 15 minutes. But he couldn't even get that because they was like, oh, my goodness, you're going to let us die what you doing you sleep down you don't know what's going on yeah he knew what was going on but you know what he knew they was going to the other side because truth trumps facts on the outside things could be raging things can be going on people could be doing things nature could be acting up all kinds of things in the spirit could be going on but truth trumps facts that's why he said he who believes in me, the works that I do, he'll do also and greater works than these. And that's why the key, as Philippians points out, is to be in Christ Jesus. That's where we have that peace of God when we are in Christ Jesus. OK, now he said we could do the same things he did. So as he rested in peace. But they got him up. They got him up from his rest and was like, you going to let us die? And he he said, very well, let me get up. He got up. And what did he do? It says he rebuked the wind. He rebuked the sea. He let them know, you know what? Cut that out. Hush, 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 hush. Stop all that. And what did they do? They calmed down. They ceased. The storm stopped. The wind and the sea stopped. They're acting up, okay, when he commanded them. So not only can we rest in peace, but these things that are going on around us, 
again, not saying that they're not going around because things are happening, okay? Things are happening around us, whether to us or around us in other people's lives, things are going on in the world, okay? But Jesus showed us not only can we rest in peace with these things going on, and we can always be in peace whether they're the storm or not, but he also showed us that these things, the perception, okay, the perception of these things, because as he was asleep, the perception wasn't that these things were going to overtake them and stop them from getting to the other side. He was asleep. He knew through the perception that they weren't. He knew the truth. They were going to the other side. But for the others, their perception was that these winds and this sea is going to stop us because of what they are doing, the problem they are posing to us, the threat that they're posing to us. Our lives could be lost. That was their perception. Jesus had a totally different perception. His perception was uh-uh, they, they can't do nothing. The truth is we're going to the other side. Yeah, they acting up, but the truth is we're going to the other side. So he also showed us that while we can rest in peace in a storm, whether in a storm or not in a storm, that we can also command these things. It all has to do with your perception. And he knew that they must obey him. So he rebuked them and said, stop. And what did they do? The things stopped. So he's also showing us that we also have that same authority. We can do the same things as he said, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he'll do also and greater works than these he'll do. But we first must get to the point of believing that he can do what he says he does and then believing while we are in him, that we can do the same things, but we got to have him as the key. We got to have him as the focus. And over in Psalms 8, verses 4 through 6, it tells us, what is man that you think of him and the son of man that you are concerned about him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God, and you crown him with glory and majesty. You have him rule over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. Children, this is what Jesus was telling us. This is what he came to show us. As it says, God has given us rule over the works of his hands. We've been made a little lower than him. He's put everything under our feet. And Jesus showed us while he was in that boat, the sea, the winds were under his feet. That's why he was able to rest in peace. And no time could they have the rule over him. And Loves. It says that God has given us rule over the works of his hands. Jesus knew that. That's why he was resting in peace because he said we're going to the other side. So at no time could the wind or the sea stop them from going to the other side because truth said we're going to the other side. Jesus, who is truth, said we're going to the other side. And Jesus said, if you believe in me, the works that I do you'll do also. So you can not only rest in peace during a storm and at all times, but you can also command these works, these things that were created by God. You have the rule over them, not only in peace, but you can command them. So when he got up and he said, shh, be still, they had to obey. He was showing us what God had already given us. It says, you have him rule over the works of your hands. You have put everything under his feet. And that's what Jesus was showing us while resting in peace. And when he got up and he rebuked the winds and the seas, he was showing us that. We have the rule over the works 
of God's hands. He's put everything under our feet. They have to obey when they're not in line with what truth says is going to be. Jesus said they were going to the other side and they were acting up. So in appearance, it looked like they weren't going, but they were going no matter if they were acting up or not. But at the same time, because the disciples and others were afraid and they got Jesus up because they were afraid from the perception that they weren't going to the other side because of what was going on. Jesus spoke and he said, hush, be still. And they were perfectly calm. They had to obey. So if we believe what Jesus said, he said, if you believe in me, the works I do, you'll do also and greater. But before we can get to the greater, we got to get to the point that Jesus did what he did. And we believe what he said. And he said, we can do the same thing that he did. So we got to get to that point, too. So, yes, we can have peace just like he did. And in times when needed, if those things begin to appear as if they're going to stop the truth we can also speak to them because we have the rule over them just as jesus showed us it says god made us a little lower than him and he gave us rule over the works of his hands and put everything under our feet so that's why the sea obeyed that's why the winds obeyed jesus when they wonder and the thing is we got to really believe. We got to believe that he is the truth as he said he is and believe what he said. And we too can be in peace, but we too can also command things that make it appear that certain things that are threatening our peace are actually a threat are going to stop that peace or stop that truth from happening. We can command those things because God gave us to rule over the works of his hands and put everything under our feet. But we must believe. Now, let's look at another example, because Jesus gave us so many examples of how we could live here in these physical bodies and be in peace and do so many things. So let us go to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 32, and it happens to be another boat episode. Now, starting at verse 22, it says, immediately afterward, he compelled the disciples to get into the boat and to go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter responded and said to him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened. And when he began to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me immediately. Jesus reached out with his hand and took hold of him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are truly God's son. Now, let's take a look at this. This is similar to our other boat situation. In this case, Jesus told them to take a boat to go ahead of him. They were going to the other side again. You're going to the other side. But it said that he went to pray. And while he was praying, you know, they were in a boat on their way to the other side. But the waves start acting up. Okay. And the wind too start acting up. 
you know, beating the bow, everything, making everything look scary and all that, you know. And so Jesus, he got up after praying because he knew they were going to the other side, but he knew the boat was like kind of far out. He stayed praying for a while. So he was like, you know what, let me go ahead and walk on this water, <laughs> you know, to them, you know, like it wasn't no thing. And re remember now, Jesus said the things that he did will do also. OK, so Jesus was like, ain't no thing. Let me go ahead and walk on this water. OK. He he didn't wait for a boat. Uh, so mm, he said we can do the same things he did. I think we can do that too, but do things that are necessary, okay? <laughs> things that are necessary. But anyway, so they're in the boat. They're terrified. Then all of a sudden they see Jesus walking on the water and it's stormy. And they're like, oh my goodness, it's a ghost. So they're thinking, it's not Jesus. It couldn't be Jesus. They couldn't believe that Jesus was walking on the water. Jesus had to tell them, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't be scared. It's just me, Jesus, okay? Now, Peter, for some reason, got the courage up and was like, you know what? If it is you, tell me to come to you, okay? He's telling Jesus to command him, not that he's saying he's going to come to you. He's like, you tell me. So that shows that he had to have some kind of belief in if Jesus said it, I can do it. OK, which, again, if Jesus said it, we can do it. He said the same things I did. You do also. So something in Peter must have said if he says it. I can do it. So he didn't try to do it himself, but he said, if he says it, I can do it. So he says, Lord, command me to come to you if it's like really you. So Jesus was like, come on. And Jesus stepped out of the boat and he began to walk on the water just like Jesus did. He was walking towards Jesus. But what happened? Okay, so he believed that if Jesus told him he could come, he could come. So he stepped out and he actually started walking on the water. But what happened? It said, but seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink, which goes back to how do we have that peace? There are things that are going on around us. Again, wars storms, hatred, murders, all kinds of things going on around us that are fact. That's fact that they're going that they're going on, but truth trumps facts and Jesus is truth. Although the sea and the winds were acting up when Jesus told Peter to come, it didn't matter. When Peter stepped out, he began to walk towards Jesus, but it said that he sing the wind. When it says sing the wind, it meant that he put his mind on the wind. He took his mind off of Jesus. And when he began to look at the wind, remember, it says whatever it is that we need, ask, make our request made known to God. Okay. But also having thankfulness. So Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, who was true, and that thankfulness there. Tell me to come, Lord. He's walking towards him. But then he put his mind on the facts, the things that were happening aside from Jesus, and they were happening. And what happened when he put his mind on the facts instead of truth, where we could rest in peace? He began to believe in the facts more than the truth, and he became afraid and began to sink. That's why Jesus is the key to having peace always, no matter what is going on, whether storm or not. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, is in Jesus. The key to that is in Jesus. We must be in Jesus. And Peter took himself out of Jesus and put his mind, his eyes on the appearance of what was actually happening around him, which can frighten us, which threatens our peace, which could pose 
threatenings to our life, but truth trumps facts. That's why he was walking on the water, which factually we should not be able to do, but that's because he believed in truth, which was Jesus, and he said, tell me to come to you, and Jesus said, come to me, and he stepped out and believed, but then he put his mind onto the facts, and the facts can be perceived as threatening and make us believe that the truth is not going to happen. So again, we got to go back to the key, which is be in Jesus. And to be in Jesus, we've got to believe him that he is the truth and what he said is true. And if he said we could do the same things he did, we can. And he rested in peace in the storm and out of the storm. But when he got up and the storm was threatening when the others were afraid, he commanded the storm, the facts that were happening and said, Shh, be still. And they obeyed and calmed down. So in this is showing us, Peter said, tell me to come and I'll come. He stepped out and started doing the same thing that Jesus did, which was walking on the water. But it shows us if we don't believe in Jesus and we put our eyes and our minds on the facts, the things that are happening around us, the works of God's hands, because everything that is, everything that exists was made by God. And if it was made by us or anything else, it was still made from what God made because nothing can exist apart from God. And as it says in Psalms chapter 8, he's given us rule over the works of of his hands. He's put everything under our feet, okay? So as Jesus commanded the sea and the wind to obey, they had to, okay? He was Jesus. And it says in Psalm 8 that we were made just a little lower than God, but he gave us rule over the works of his hand. That means his creation. That means the sea, the waves, have to obey. The storms have to obey. Those things that are going on around us that are threatening to our peace, threatening to our lives, they have to obey if we speak and say, shh, be still. And we not only can speak to them, but even if they're going on around us, we can have peace and they can continue going on around us and we can have peace so we can rest in peace even when the facts are telling us otherwise around us that is not peaceful we can still be resting in peace but at the same time jesus also showed us not only can we rest in peace but we can also command those things to act according to that peace that we are resting in and command them and tell them be still that's what it means to be in Jesus, you can have peace in Jesus. We can have peace always. The key is in Jesus. We can rest in peace. Hallelujah. No matter whether things are going on around us, the facts could be that everything could be crumbling. Everything could be going wrong around us. Everything could be like it is in disarray, but we can be resting in peace just as Jesus did. But not only that, but we can speak to those things that are around us that are perceived as threatening, even though they may not be to us, but maybe even to others, but we can speak to them and they must obey because what does it say? He says he gave us rule over the works of his hands. Hallelujah. And he put everything under our feet and Jesus said the same things that I do, you can do also. And then he said, greater, but first let's get to the things that he did. And if he commanded the works to obey, to line up with that peace that he was in, so can we too. 
And that's why he said to Peter, Peter, when he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to look at the facts and he began to sink, he took his eyes off of the truth, which was peace. And he walked on the water, the works of God's hands, which the facts say you can't do. But truth said you can because truth said come and truth is Jesus and Jesus does not lie. And Peter walked, but when he looked at the facts, he began to take his eyes off of truth, off of Jesus, and believe the facts were greater. And that's why he began to sink. And that's why Jesus said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? But when Jesus put out his hand to Peter as he began to sink and Peter took hold of him, he took hold of truth and he came up because he took hold of truth. You could be sinking through the facts. They could have you down. They could have you perceiving like it's all over with. But you take hold of truth, which is Jesus. Hallelujah. And you, you will be able to rest in peace, operate in that peace. He was sinking, but when he took hold of peace, hallelujah, he was brought up. He was no longer sinking. But the key is in Jesus. Outside of Jesus, there is doubt. You don't know what is going to happen. The facts are showing you otherwise that there is not peace and you will be ruled by those facts. But when you are in peace, when you are in Jesus, there is no doubt. Truth says you're going to the other side. Truth says you're going to be healed. Truth says you're going to be well. You will have it because truth cannot lie but when you look at the facts the works of his hands could be doing something else and saying otherwise and have you all out of disarray that there cannot be peace and this is not going to happen you got to be in truth believe in jesus and what he said because he is truth and if you don't believe it you're going to have doubt you're going to be moved by what you see by the facts that are around you now listen when jesus gave his hand to peter he took hold of it and they got in the boat he wasn't sinking anymore guess what happened when they got in the boat the wind stopped the wind stopped because who had the rule over the wind? Jesus had the rule over the wind because it's the works of God's hand and it must obey. It must obey. If it's the works of God's hand, it must obey. Hallelujah. The wind is a fact because it's the works of God's hand, but it must obey truth. And God has given us rule over the works of his hands. And Jesus showed us that. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that the works of his hands are not true because he created them and they are true. They are facts. But the truth is the truth is God. God is the truth. Jesus is the truth. And we must believe in him that he said who he is. And what he said, he said we can do the same things that he did. So if he was in peace in the storm and out of the storm, so can we be. But we can also command the things that are causing the storm and they must obey they must obey so that is why when he got in the boat the wind stopped and those who were in the boat it says they worship him because they knew then they believed then and they said you are truly god's son now we 
we who believe in Jesus are made his sons and his daughters. And Jesus said, you can do the same thing that I did and greater. So we must, we must begin to walk in that authority, rest in that peace that we have. The God of peace has given us peace, his peace, and we can rest in that peace and operate in that peace and everything must line up with that peace whether it is fact going around it could be happening around us but we could still be in peace and in peace we can also command those things to line up in perception as if they were in peace as well and they must obey because it says he's given us rule over the works of his hands so again our peace our key, the key to our peace is in Jesus. We must believe, as he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Keep our eyes. We must keep our eyes on Jesus, who is truth. And remember, truth trumps facts. So it is totally possible to always have peace, even in a storm. Just think about Jesus. But don't just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own study, pray, and read the Bible so you can know that you know that you know. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to receive eternal salvation but would like to, according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9, all you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Want a little help with that? Repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again so that I may have eternal life in you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. It's as simple as that. Now you're part of the family of God. Wherever you are, find a local church or a group of believers that can help and support you on your new journey in your new life in Christ Jesus. Many blessings to you as you walk in who God created you to be, doing what he blessed and equipped you to do. You are God's child. Want to bless or show support for God, the Bible, and spiritual things explained? Well, you're welcome to send a financial gift to Cash App using hashtag GTBSTE. You're also invited to pick up a little inspired merch from our store at zazzle.com forward slash store forward slash G. T-B-S-T-E. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with other listeners. Thank you in advance, and God bless you as he blesses those who bless his children. Catch you another time, another day, another episode for God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained.